now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. This is Black Variant Issue 139, the penultimate episode to 140, which if you haven't been a Black Variant fan or subscribed to the Patreon yet, you really should because I am X the Exile and yeah. I am joined once again by 1017 Van Rid the God, ladies and gentlemen. And we're right. here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But unfortunately, comic book news has given us the latest and greatest and we just got to live in that <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> and right. and to live in that shit, we brought... Of course, friend of the show, homie, Richard L. Newby, at Richard L. Newby on Twitter, to talk to us about James Gunn and Peter Safran's new DC Slate. Rich, how are you feeling today, man? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Big day. Yeah, a lot going on. A lot See, that's, going on. That's a damn understatement, dog. I... Whoo, shit. Let's get... I... I didn't even... It's been such a busy day. I haven't had time to write the agenda, and I was writing the agenda, and I was like, all right, so... I guess I'm just going to copy and paste everything from this Variety article into this Google Doc. I thought, <laughs> let me just read out the Variety article. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, let's start at let's start with all the TV projects first. Then we'll work our way up to all the all the big movie projects. First off, um, Booster Gold. Uh, the The description we've been given it says, while he may not be familiar to casual fans of DC, the character known as Mike Carter is a fan favorite. Among devoted leaders, Safran described Booster as a loser from the future who uses basic future <laughs> technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. So he's a professional cloud chaser, people, for, for people who do not know that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, in the 25th century, Mike is a disgraced former football player who uses a time machine on display in the Metropolis Space Museum. Think Adam Sandler in The Longest Yard, just instead of point shaving, he was just trash, you know? <laughs> Um, actually, <laughs> and they and they actually said basically Booster Gold is an imposter syndrome as a superhero. So everybody, how are you feeling about Booster Gold so far? I like I like Booster Gold. Um, it's one of them characters I kind of felt like, hey, yeah, Gun's gonna use him. Like Gun's definitely gonna use him. Um, I wonder who plays him because it has to be somebody super charismatic, and I just wonder mm-hmm. who they cast in that role. But yeah, I might for Booster Gold. Hopefully, we get um, bring in Blue Beetle. We get a little Blue and Gold going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm excited for that too. Uh, he's a really fun character. I've definitely I've enjoyed some of the the solo series that he's had over the years. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to see him get in with uh, Blue Beetles. I'm interested to see uh, whether they go with Jaime, um, you know, or if they introduce Ted Cord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun for sure. And Skeets. I love Skeets. Yes, yes. <laughs> Skeets will definitely be somebody's meme by the end of the year when the <laughs> show comes out. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, damn, that's my spirit animal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, next thing, we got Paradise Lost, which is a self-described Game of Thrones-ish story, as Peter Safran said. And it's set on the island of Themyscira. It's actually supposed to be the prequel to the current Wonder Woman movie starring Gal Gadot. Um, and it's, quote, it's really about political intrigue behind a society of all women. How did that come about? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and ugly truths behind all of that? And who are the different power players? Um, and it calls back to Paradise Island Lost, which is a series by Phil Jimenez and George Perez, which followed the Themyscira Civil War, and that directly involved Wonder Woman. So everybody, how are we feeling about Paradise Lost? Uh, I think this could be really interesting. I think they can do a lot of um, creative things here. Um, hopefully it's super action-packed, just like the, you know, the, the book is, but I'm kind of worried about it. It'd be funny if they're like somebody said it was just like Bad Girls Club on an island. I thought that would be pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like you see that, girl, you know, Crayshaw and Blueface on it. But like, I think this would be pretty, it's going to be pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited for this one. Um, I think it'd be really cool if we got to see like Artemis, Nubia, yeah. Yar Floor, like a lot of uh, the other like Amazon tribes before they split off. Um, I think there's like a lot of world building that can be done. Um, and it's interesting too, because like with it being a prequel to Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, uh, it definitely like raises some interesting points about continuity, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, for a lot of people who are disappointed with uh, 1984, 
I think that, you know, this show will explore a lot of the mythology that people are kind of missing uh, with that film. Like, I think we'll see a lot more of the gods and maybe some mythical creatures and stuff. Um, I also expect, like, the the Wonder Woman uh, Historia that just came out, yeah, which, like, really mm-hmm. covers the history of the, the Amazons. I definitely think it's gonna gonna pull from that too. Absolutely. Yeah, um, something that, and we'll talk about this later as well. That, but I'm noticing for a lot of these projects, a lot of them have very recent adaptations that can easily mm-hmm. be pulled for t- to TV. Something like Paradise Lost, you know, Vida Yala and everybody in the Wonder Woman side of things in DC yeah. right now can all their work they're doing right now can easily adapt to this. Same thing for Batman, same thing for Superman, same thing for the Lanterns as well and Swamp Thing. It's a lot of recent work that's being highlighted here that can easily be pulled from very recent comic book stories to movies and TVs and things like that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and next thing going into it is Lanterns. Um, they they're kind of describing this like the last Green Lantern description we got five or six years ago um, as an HBO quality like style event that will be huge. Uh, but they're saying this will be in the vein of True Detective and it will be starring Hal Jordan and John Stewart investigating a, myth, a mystery that, quote, plays a really big role leading to the main story that we're telling across our film and television. Um, the product is separate from the Green Lantern series that is being developed for HBO Max. Um, or at least it was because it's not moving forward anymore. Um, and they're calling this a space opera. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this? Um, everybody knows how I feel about how Jordan, I just hate the character, but you know, <laughs> you gotta include him, you gotta include him. Now, if you're giving me space lethal weapon, sign me up, you know, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just happy, you know, guys know I love John Stewart, so I'm happy that he's finally gonna get some love and the whole DC thing. And I just wonder how they um they're gonna bring in the rest of Lantis. I want to see like Jessica and you know Guy Gardner and all those guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like they're they're you know just focusing on like the the Earth side of things, but they're gonna build to something larger. Um, the True Detective comparison is really interesting. Uh, you know, just in terms of like how dark that series gets, right. and so like mm-hmm. if they are uncovering some like mass conspiracy. Like, it's got me thinking about, like, what it is, you know, like, is this how they're going to get to, you know, Parallax or is there, you know, some other, or I the guess, first element. lanterns, like, the, who are the Manhunters, I think, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested to kind of see, like, what their big discovery that kind of, like, shifts the trajectory of the DCU is. Yeah, um, I, I I mean, I've echoed your thoughts about how Jordan there. Um, I think you could literally plug in any other cool white green lantern, and I say that because there's about two or three more more of them that you could easily choose. Um, I what personally about Kyle too, like you could have done Kyle, like yeah, yeah. I personally wanted Kyle Reiner. I'm a big Kyle yeah. Reiner stand, and I think yeah. he's technically the most powerful green lantern when he be, when he was the white lantern, which still not a status quo thing that they have fixed yet for the dawn of DCU. Tom Taylor, I'm looking directly at you to fix that. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Um, but leading to the next thing, actually, um, they said with gun focus on Superman legacy, um, season two of Peacemaker has been put on hold and the basically the continuation of that side of things will be Waller. Um, and excuse me, cause Peacemaker ended with, uh, Danielle Brooks who played Leota Adebayo and Peacemaker out in Waller basically being, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Being like a 15 time war criminal, like. <laughs> more, more war criminals than Brock Lesnar has worn like championship belts. You know, directly I mean? of war crimes. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Waller is being re- executive produced by Jeremy Carver, who created Doom Patrol. Um, and Safran and Gunn both said that they're crushing it. So everybody, how are we feeling about Waller coming up? Uh, I love I love Viola Davis as Waller. I think she's she's played that role perfectly to a T. Um, I, I don't know if we really need like a Waller show necessarily especially mm-hmm. if she's not interacting with higher level like characters like my, all her best interactions to me are like with batman and like lex luther and those kind of people mm-hmm. so to put her with like a lesser team i'm thinking all right but i just i'm just happy for more viola davis well i'm letting this one play out Where's yeah I think, I think i think it'll be cool with uh viola um you know it, it's interesting because it's kind of like the third you know chapter of this like suicide squad trilogy that's just like going by different names. So it's kind of interesting. I feel like, you know, we're really going to get into Waller's headspace with this, kind of how we got into 
you know, Chris's and, and, and Peacemaker. So I think that, you know, it'll essentially be a Task Force X Suicide Squad show, but, you know, we're really going to deal with uh, the murky, like, moral situations that, that Waller fa- finds herself in and also, like, how she became this person, um, which I always think, like, the, the comics have, have explored this several times, but I also I always think it's really interesting that, you know, this this Black woman you know, from, from the hood, you know, rose up to become like one of the most like powerful players in, in the U.S. government. And so I think that that like idea, especially with like um, one of the, the main writers from Watchmen working on this, like I think that that uh, is going to be really interesting mm-hmm. to see. Um, I think Waller basically represents the all, like you guys said, all the disgusting, nasty, dirty, gritty stuff that most people don't want to see in a superhero movie. Um, but the Suicide Squad's kind of a corner of the DC universe, which represents all the dirty, nasty, gritty stuff. And unfortunately, in DC, there's a lot. Um, but I do think I'm kind of more interested in seeing what villains kind of show up because you imagine whoever she interacting with that show is a very real candidate to join the next Suicide Squad movie, basically. All right, yeah, um, like the Task Force uh Z kind of thing, like Task Force X kind of thing, you know. Speaking of Task Force Z, um, Creature Commandos, which will be an, anima- an animated series for HBO Max. Um, apparently, it was the per- first project greenlit by Safran and Gunn, um, Gunn who, and also who has written every episode. Um, the, the Creature Commandos are characters that were first launched in the 1980s. They featured characters like Frankenstein, were- werewolves, vampires, gorgons, fighting Nazis in World War II. Um, it, we're not sure if... While Weasel was a part of the art that got tweeted out on various accounts, everyone's not sure that Weasel will be a part of this show as of right now. Uh, and Gunn said that he wants to tell stories that are gigantic, but without you know spending $50 million an episode, which sounds more like David Zaslav than James Gunn. Um, <laughs> but he said that all the actors are supposed to cat or will be their characters throughout their medium. So, for example, whoever's playing Batman will be Batman in the next Batman video game, will be Batman in the next Batman TV show, will be Batman in the next Batman podcast series, or something like that. They want to have continuity throughout the universe. What do you guys feel about Creature Commandos and this new uh, mandate that actors will be portraying these characters throughout mediums? Um, <laughs> I don't really care for Creature Commandos. I'm like, well, it's whatever to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I will say fighting Nazis, cool. Always a win in my book, you know. But, um... I really don't care about commandos. I'm more interested about the continuity thing. I think that's kind of perfect. That's kind of what we kind of wanted always from the DC thing. So I'm happy that it's finally happening. Yeah. Yeah. Creature commandos is actually like very much my shit. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a huge Midnight Suns fan uh, on the Marvel side. Um, so like getting a chance to kind of see that come to fruition uh, with DC, I'm really looking forward to. Like, I love the like, weirder more obscure horror characters um and then the fact that um you know this is also one of waller's teams is also really interesting too um but yeah it'll be cool to see like them get into some of the the supernatural stuff uh on the side the horror stuff uh especially with uh with one of the, the the other films that's coming out that we'll talk about but yeah i'd love to see them get to a place where like we start to see you know, so some Justice League dark ties and and all that stuff, um, and and uh, uh, you know, fighting fighting Nazis, of course, yeah, that that'll be awesome. Like, even though it's contemporary, like I feel like, you know, definitely with everything going on in the country right now, like seeing them go up against like some neo-Nazi factions and stuff uh, would be or, would some, be very or cool. something simple as like corrupt police force in whatever fact, yeah. region of the world they're going up against, you know, right. yeah. Um, you spoke about Justice League Dark, and let's go ahead and, and transfer over to movies. First, big Justice League Dark movie that I hope that we'll be seeing is Swamp Thing. Um, and they have been been very clear about this one, and the, all the press releases saying this will be a very dark project. It will be it will be a horror movie, not not a cute, you know, what I'm saying wink wink horror movie that's really just a comic movie with you know some horror elements mashed up. Oh, and we got Sam Raimi on payroll. No, we mean an actual. <laughs> horror movie uh and they went out of their way to say that while swamp thing is a very horrific creature he will be you will see him alongside other characters and stuff like that and interacting in in team settings and whatnot so everybody how are we feeling about the confirmation of a swamp thing movie coming soon 
Hey, I, I'm hyped about this. I hope it's more like, uh, you know, like Saga the Swamp thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of, I, I hope it's kind of like the Namor Submariner book where you don't really see him to the end. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like in the shadows, lurking, kind of don't see, you know, for that horror element. But I think this is good. I think James Gunn, like being around the Swamp Thing project is kind of perfect. It's kind of like his mold that fits him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I'm definitely excited about this one. Richard, yeah, this is probably my uh, my most hyped announcement. Uh, Swamp Thing's one of my favorite characters, um, and I've been waiting so long. Like I like I was so excited when the the DC Universe show started, and I like seriously thought that like it was a prank when they said it was like canceled like the day after the first episode <laughs> premiered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I've been I've been waiting for this to to happen, um, and so like I hope that yeah I really hope that it pulls from the Alan Moore stuff. Um, that's probably my, my favorite run, although I really like the the Scott Snyder stuff in the uh, Rom V uh, current run. But uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping that since he's going to tie in with other characters, like I really hope that, uh, you know, we get Constantine and Zatanna and Etrigan. Yeah. Uh, that whole, you know, side of the of the DC universe, I think, is, is so fascinating. Uh, and especially like if they fully commit, you know, to to the, the horror side of those characters. So because all those characters, I feel like, can really have some some legitimately uh, scary movies. Yeah, and we haven't seen, we really haven't, we never really got a real chance to see Swamp Thing because the one chance we got was canceled literally the day after God, his first episode. It was, it, it, that, the news came out before like the eight o'clock a.m. news dump and we were like, damn, dog, do they feel that strongly about it? Like, we were like, this, the, does somebody on the show like screw an executive's wife or spouse or something like, like that, like, man? What happened? Like, was there was beef? Crazy. It felt personal when you yeah. when it got canceled, you know? It was malicious, bro. It felt it definitely yeah. felt malicious. Yeah. And I mean, even before then, the last Swamp Thing project we got was in what in the 80s or the 90s? Live action know. project. Yeah. Um, so Swamp Thing is a character with huge potential. Um, while he's really weird and horror-centric, I think in an age of the very real possibility of climate change affecting our lives now as we speak um a character like swamp thing will be really good i think the current rom v book right now um which directly tackles climate change and how that would affect the parliament of trees and how that affects all the other forces of nature around it um will be a very easy way to adapt that and make it modern in addition to getting a non-white person to be being the main character which i would 100 percent be cool with uh but speaking of more I don't even know how to talk about this because I'm really excited about this because they kept the same name from the book, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, um, oh, based on Tom King's, uh, com- I think it was a limited series on the same of the exact same title. Um, it will feature Superman's cousin, Carol Zorro, um, and he then described her as a very different type of Supergirl. Uh, Quote, we see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised off a rock chip, off of Krypton, and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways before she turned 14. Um, Gunn called this Supergirl much more hard hardcore, and though King's series also involves Crypto Superdog, where they're not entirely sure if he'll be involved in the movie, but everybody, how are we feeling about Supergirl Wonder of Tomorrow? I am super excited about this. I love this book. Shout out to Tom Tom King. Um, I love how violent this is and how gritty and gruesome it is. I wonder how that's going to translate into the movie screen, especially as a contrast of what this, they're doing with Superman mm-hmm. and how that'll all blend and gel together. But now nah, I'm super excited about this, man. I just I don't even know who you cast as Supergirl to get this. Like it has to be somebody who's like very like a little rough around the edges a little bit, you know? I mean. There is a movie with with a Supergirl coming out in about six months. But Rich, how are you feeling about this? I'm I'm excited for this. I love like the contrast between what we've heard about uh, uh, the Superman movie. Like I love the idea of going with uh, a grittier take on Kara, um, and then the fact that like Tom King is going to be directly involved in it too. Uh, that he's like part of the whole like kind of DC film brain trust is really exciting because. I mean, I love everything that Tom King does. I think he's, you know, one of the the best working comic creators today. Um, so this definitely seems like it'll be uh, something fresh. And uh, yeah, I you know I hope that that Sasha Cali gets to to hold on to the role because I think that you know everything that I've heard about her performance sounds really great. 
Um, you know, I like the fact that we have a Latina Supergirl. I think that's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she seems super excited about the role, so it'd be cool to see her get to stick around for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a fundamentally different, different portrayal of a Superman character. Um, and people kind of have Supergirl in this kind of innocent little little sidekick box, usually speaking. I mean, that's and, how she's been portrayed most of the time, too. Like, yeah, like, she's basically been the protected little cousin despite being, A, older, and B, technically more powerful. Um, but I'm really interested to see how they're going to pull off some of the bigger action sequences that was in that book, because there are things like Kara going out and just unearthing an entire armada yeah. by herself, then flying two galaxies over to save her friend from murdering somebody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so I want to. I kind of want to see how crazy they get with the portrayal of her powers because I think Van, you said this on Twitter a while ago. Superman's the only character we've seen in a very long time, or possibly ever, that we've never seen the full extent of their powers in live action. Never. He's been nerfed like since day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Christopher Reeves was definitely good because of technology. And when they tried to show that a little bit in Man of Steel, people would complain about it. They were like, oh, he's too violent. He's causing too much destruction. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is what he does, you know. But hopefully we get to see that one day. Yeah. Um, before we move on, any other thoughts before Supergirl about Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? Nope. Not for me. All right. And then let's get into one of the bigger announcements of the day. Um, the Brave and the Bold. Uh, this is PUX. This, hey man, I always eat. I never have an issue with these announcements, though. Uh, but this will be introducing the DCU version of Batman, meaning this will this will be a Batman, but not the one featured by Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves' The Batman series. Um, the Brave and the Bold would officially officially introduce the Bat family. Um, and the first among them that will be introduced is Robin, who will be this will be their first live action appearance since the 1997 joint with Joel Schumacher. Um, this version of Robin will be Damian Wayne. Confirmed 100% will be the son of Bruce Wayne. Um, Gunn described, described him as, quote, our favorite Robin, a little son of a bitch, assassin, and murderer. Oh, accurate. Oh, accurate. Um, and uh, they will be keeping the origin of Bruce Wayne finding about his son 10 years after the fact um, and the very strange father-son dynamic they have going between them. Um, or at least that's what's in the Variety, variety article. I have not seen them directly saying it will be Bruce Wayne and other publications. Maybe this is a, a exclusive by Variety. Never know. Um, but the project will be primarily based on Batman comics written by Grant Morrison, um, who Gunn said, and I quote, was exceptionally influ- influential in the DCU. Um, and then another comic writer who was being mentioned as part of the DCU Brave Trust for the next couple of years is Tom King. Uh, so everybody, how are we feeling about the Brave and the Bold? I am super excited about this shout out to damian wayne that's our guy you know official you know what i mean official sponsor of the blackberry podcast damian wayne um, <laughs> shout out to him. damian um, the demon jit the demon jit damian but um shout out to i just think that this is a interesting choice this is a brave choice and it kind of shows you that this is going to be a lived in universe that we're going into this isn't going to be one where you know it's just starting out i don't think we're getting any of many origins in this I think a lot of these people are going to already be around. And I just want to see how they imp- incorporate the rest of the Bat family. Like, are we going to get an appearance from Nightwing in this movie? You know, maybe Jason Todd, you know. Those are interesting things they have to play with. Um, I've seen a lot of people complaining about all oh, the multiple Batman thing. But if you read comics on the regular, you used to different universes and different versions of characters, you know. So I'm hyped to see it, man. I just want to see who they cast as Batman. That's the million-dollar question for everybody. Yeah, Rich, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this one. I love Grant Morrison's run. Um and I yeah, I think it's cool that we're getting you know to see the the Bat family uh in live action and that also that it's something different from what what Reeves is doing. Um you know, I think it, it's it's a really great idea to uh to to let you know Reeves continue on his own trajectory without Feeling like he has to tie into a larger cinematic universe, but then also, you know, it's not it's not the DC universe without Batman. So then, you know, we get our we get our own Batman. Um, I'm really hoping that since it's pulling from from Morrison's run, that we'll get to see uh, like the Black Glove, Batman Inc., mm-hmm. Simon Hurt, like all of these all these characters that you know we kind of you know figured for the most part that we'd never see 
in live action because they're always kind of like starting from the beginning and like Morrison stuff is like so far out there, but it's also like building on so much, you know, previous storytelling that I kind of figured that, you know, we never get there, but like starting with it, I think is a really smart idea. Um, and I'm really excited to see the, the dynamics between those characters play out. Yeah, um, I think it's really smart to include Damien because it kind of forces in a way that this Batman, they, they cannot tell anything resembling an origin story or an early beginnings if you already have Damien Wade established in the universe. Because yeah. that basically confirms that Batman is probably 40-ish by the time we Late meet 30s, him in this. Early 40s, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, uh, my only my only gripe and the only thing I want from this project, really, and this is not like something like if it, if it doesn't happen, X will launch a personal vendetta against this movie. <laughs> um, but I think they should go, uh, they should even get a little bit more weirder. And I think Dick Grayson should be the Batman for this project. Mostly because mm. we already have a Bruce Wayne and Matt Reeves the Batman, and which I'm not saying just because like we're getting an Elseworlds Bruce Wayne, they're like a regular Bruce Wayne cases at the same time. No, but we're doing a different Robin that we've never seen before. We might as well do a different Batman too, and one that kind of pays homage to the way Damian Wayne kind of came up. And I think that'll add a level layer of entry because if Dick Grayson's Batman, that means Bruce Wayne ain't in the picture. You know what I mean? Oh, um, Batman cool. a little later. That'd, that'd be cool. That too. Um, and or maybe this is. Maybe they have a way of building up to like maybe a final crisis where Dick Grayson eventually becomes Batman, or maybe they'll be it'll be like um, was it the Batman and Son movie, like the animated movie, uh, like it came out I want to say a decade ago, where Dick Grayson basically met Robin and they fought throughout the streets of Gotham. Oh yeah, until, until Grayson <laughs> called Bruce and was like, "Hey, are you doing anything right now?" No, cool. Someone claiming to be your son has DDT'd every criminal from First Street. To the fucking to the the damn mayor's office. Can you come do something about this? I hope they kind of mean that way. I think that'd, that'd be, be really that'd cool. Be great, yeah. Um, yeah. I want the Bat Family, but I I'm not sure any franchise leader will have the patience to introduce um, Damian, Dick, Tim, and Jason. Um, but I do think this definitely opens the door to seeing Jason Todd coming back to real life in the next movie, whichever's past the first one. Um, and kind of having the the juxtaposition between Damien being Bruce's very real son and Bruce like struggling over his failure to his adopted a second adopted son. Imagine like under the red hood with Damien there. Oh yeah. Oh man. It'd be I very different. It'll be a very different story. Is this- Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Bruce got to be like, hey, hey, remember? Just because he murders people doesn't mean you got to murder people, people son. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. And, it, and if anyone remembers the first arc of the Tomasi uh, Gleason Batman and Robin one, uh, the villain was nobody, and it was basically somebody who was teaching yeah. Damien to get into his darker impulses. And you could easily replace nobody with Red Hood, yeah. uh, and basically get the same story. And without nobody getting clapped at then, because we all know a Robin is very much more valuable alive than dead. <laughs> um. Next thing up, though, the authority, um, which will lead directly from the Superman movie that's coming that we'll talk about in a second. Uh, this will be an ensemble movie featuring superhero su- superhumans who have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. Um, quote, it isn't just a story of heroes and villains. And not every movie and TV show is just going to be about good guys and bad guys. There are people that are very questionable, like the authority, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner and you got to take things into their own hands. They're kind of like Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Um, and the film is currently being written, but James Gunn did not reveal who's the screenwriter. So everybody, how are you feeling about the authority? Uh this is the one I'm just kind of just not with. I don't really like the authority. I know I'm going to get jumped on Twitter about this. I'm just not a fan of authority <laughs> or any of them. I'm not really a fan. But um, I think this was their opportunity for me to kind of think big. Like, I, the authority's cool, but, like, I, give me, like, a Legion of Doom movie or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> something that's a little more grand. But I'm happy for the representation. I think uh, people that are fans of Midnighter and Apollo and all those people will enjoy this. But... Mm-hmm. I'm not really excited for this one. This is this is them trying to you know, trying to get the, this is their Guardians team. This is you know <laughs> this is them trying to rewrite Guardians for me. I, I'm just I'm just not a fan. Rich, how you feel about it? I, I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, this was definitely probably like the most surprising thing. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought about 
was the fact that you know it seems like at this point uh, there's no you know superhero team uh, in the in the DCU you know uh, an official team and so you know I was kind of wondering if the authority will kind of you know take the place within this continuity of the of the JSA be kind mm-hmm. of like the old guard of uh, of superheroes and also kind of like you know the idea of like a essentially a failed uh superhero team because like they're not really you know superheroes they're they're a failed ideal of of superheroism so perhaps their existence is what leads to the creation of the justice league and maybe we get like a justice league versus authority movie uh somewhere down the line Mm -hmm. um i so i don't have really a lot of experience with the authority besides the superman the authority book that came out with grant morrison about a summer or two ago um, but I do think for representation purposes, this team will be really cool. And depending on who they cast, it could be very, very, very cool. Um, but they kind of strike me as like a not suicide squad, but um more of like a, ser- a more serious version of Justice League International. And I think that'd be really cool. Um, I I'm kind of I want to see if they interact with this layer this universe Superman and see what that will take it because Superman legacy will also be coming out in front of this. And let's just go ahead and talk about it while we got uh, a minute. And this will be the first movie to come out in James Gunn and Peter Stefan's DCU. It's set to open July 11th, 2025. Superman legacy will be the start, um, but it will not be an origin story of the man of steel. It focuses on Superman balancing his kryptonite Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He's the embodiment of true justice in the American way for everybody who wanted the Reeves stuff back. There you go. Um, he is kindness in a way that thinks of kindness as an old-fashioned. Um, and the article goes on to talk about that, how this has been a huge priority for Zaslav. So, everybody, how are we feeling about Superman Legacy? Hey, man. I'm, I'm happy we're here. You know, Henry Cavill, miss you, brother. You know, but um, we're here. Legacy, for me, makes it sound like we might get John Kent already in this whole thing. Legacy, you know, passing another torch somewhat. Hopefully we get John Kent. And John Kiffin means, you know, actually, we always wanted uh, Super Sons, man. Like, Super Sons. It's, it's a layup. It's a layup idea. So hopefully this leads into that. Um, I'm glad it's not an origin movie because I can't take another Superman origin movie <laughs> like, at all. Um, I'd be real interested to see who the villain is. I would think maybe I think the easiest one they could do that would I think would translate to people would be like a Bizarro or a Brainiac kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm really excited for this, man. Um. It's been it's been too long without a real Superman movie, so we'll see. Rich, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. It it has been way too long. Um, I'm hoping that we get like uh, several of Superman's rogues, uh, you know, because there's so many that have just not been used. Like, you know, we've seen Zod a couple times, you know, Lex Luthor like six times. Uh, but, like they've never really like tapped into his rogues gallery, and I feel like. You know, there's there's a lot of great characters there, and like even with the the current relaunch of the Superman books, you know, one of the main priorities is rebuilding his his rogues gallery, like taking these familiar characters, updating them for the modern world, and making them you know scary again and seem like serious threats to Superman. And so I feel like the film, you know, since it is since these these movies are pulling so much from modern comics, I definitely feel like. Gun must be looking at you know the the current Superman run, um, but yeah, I definitely want something that really like tests his abilities, um, you know, both as this kind of ideal of superheroism, but also you know his powers, like you guys were talking about before. Like we've never seen the full extent of of his powers on screen, uh, and I think that this will be a really cool way to do that. Um, I'm also hoping that we get a uh, a great supporting cast. Um, you know, one of the things that I've mentioned on Twitter is, you know, as much as I, I love the relationship that he has with with Lois, I think that in both the, the films and, you know, some of the comics, I think that it forgets to give Clark uh, a friend group and like he doesn't have anybody else that he talks to really besides mm-hmm. Lois. And then like, you know, Jimmy, I think is, is too often like they still treat him like a, a kid sidekick, but I feel like he should be appear to Clark Kent like he's the photographer to his journalist so I'd like to see you know Clark have 
more personal relationships because I think that, you know, that further grounds him in, in the human side, but then also just, just gives the character more to, more to play with and makes him more relatable. Cause people always talk about how, you know, Superman isn't relatable, which I feel like isn't true. It's just that I don't think enough writers, you know, have him interact with people that aren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so with the with the knowledge of Damian Wayne being this universe, that kind of puts a little bit of a twist on I guess the the big ten pole heroes, basically Batman, Superman. Because if Batman's ten years into his career, I assume Superman started somewhere around the same time, and that means Superman's a little bit more into his career as well. Um, I'm not sure who will be Superman. I hope it's Clark Kent, and then we get introduced to John Kent. And we get to see the progression of characters over the years and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I really just want to know who's the villain of this. I, I'm, I don't want Lex. Like I got respect for Lex, but like I, I've seen Lex Luthor and it's like just, six different versions of Lex out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and like one, at least one of them is in jail now, or yeah. should be at least. <laughs> uh, so I'm cool with a different character. Give me a. Has Matalo ever been in live action? Not only in the video game. Oh shit! Give me yeah. Matalo. Give me. We've seen Doomsday, so give me. Like Parasite would be sweet. Parasite yeah, would be. Yeah, Parasite would be done really well in live action. That's a character that's very easy to adapt. Absolutely. Uh, give me Livewire. Give me. Um... Got options there. There's options there. You know. Yeah, and I think it's kind of important. Don't make the character and basically an evil version of Superman. Um, give somebody with real personality, someone that whoever plays Superman, they can actually play off and bring out a little bit more of the character for both of them. Um, I'm just, I'm really just happy that this movie is happening because Superman deserves something like this. Also, that they confirm that the J.J. Abrams movie with Tanasi Coates, Superman movie, is still happening. That will be an Elseworlds movie. Um, so I'm glad both these projects are going on because Superman fans, y'all been star for a while and y'all for deserve to eat too. Be here, man, finally. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like we were talking about this earlier, Van. Like, I'm a Batman fan. No matter what the reboot, the slate, the retcon is, I will always be good. There will always be a good Batman story. I cannot speak for literally everybody else, except maybe Spider Man fans. Batman you know fans I mean? cup overrunneth. You know what I mean? You guys are always. <laughs> yeah, my shit's always full, man. So sorry, guys. I can't relate. But how do we feel about the slate as a whole? As a whole cohesive unit. Um, what do how are we feeling about the things that we know are influences, such as Grant Morrison's Batman and the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited that we basically grew up on? How are we feeling about everything so far? I love that they're pulling directly from the comic books and, like you said, the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm still a little underwhelmed. I know there's like this is only a taste of what we get in bits and pieces, but I like to see more heavy hitters. Oh, Yo, uh, you want the whole thing? Yeah, <laughs> give me what I want. Uh, but you know, I wanted to see like Hawk Girl and like Manhunter and Zatanna and these people. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll be worked in. Um, I kind of want a J uh, Justice League movie sooner than later. I feel like it's time. But uh, you'll see. I, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic going forward. Rich, what about you, man? Yeah, I feel I feel good about it. I probably feel like the most hopeful and excited about the DC slate that I felt uh, in a while. I feel like they got a lot of good stuff going. I love the fact that um, you know Gunn mentioned that you know this isn't this isn't going to be the Gunn verse. Uh, you know, it's not that he is kind of overseeing everything or putting his his you know tone or voice on everything. I think that this idea that we're going to see a lot of different writers and filmmakers put their stamp on the DCU is really important uh, to, you know, I think that when you think about the the comics and like the most successful eras of the comics, say you have a whole bunch of different writers, you know, delivering their own unique takes on these characters. And so I like the idea that, you know, not everything is going to have the same tone or the same look, um, you know, it'll it'll lead to a a larger story, but those individual stories will have their own personalities. I think that's really exciting too, um, and especially like his his discussion about you know story first, because um, I feel like you know really getting these these screenplays in order uh, will make it a lot easier for for directors to come on board and also 
you know, for for audiences to connect with the characters. Because I feel like that's that's kind of been the central uh, complaint, uh, you know, with most audiences is that like the the stories haven't really grabbed them and give given them a reason to keep uh, you know returning or stay invested in a universe. And I think that uh, they're finally on the on the right track here. Um, my thoughts as a whole basically are there's a lot of cool tentpole stuff, like big tentpole stuff, like a Superman movie and a bat, basically a Batman and Robin movie that we got confirmed. Um, in addition to a lot of small weirder stuff, but still enough to get everybody enthused on a, I guess, a casual level. Like we have a Green Lantern show, we have a Swamp Thing movie, we have a Batman movie, Superman movie, um, we have a Supergirl movie coming out as well. Um, we have Waller, which is a character that regular people know about, you know. Um, I'm going to keep it real with you. I think Creature Commandos is going to be a complete dummy break, and I'm really sad about that because I really like Frankenstein. Not because like he's ha- like, had any great contribution. I just think it's really cool to see Frankenstein with a big-ass sword slicing through people. <laughs> I'm a very simple man, y'all. Simple I'm keeping it real with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's cool. Um, so we know... The stuff that they announced is cool today, but we know that there's more coming. Um, and there's a report that came out a couple hours ago by Jeff Snyder that said James Gunn is already talking to somebody to do Booster Gold. Um, and he also has a director on board for a top secret DC movie that has not yet been announced. Plus, there's other projects that have not been announced as well. Um, what all do you guys think is coming that has that wasn't announced today? Um, what do I think is coming? I do think we get something else with Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Dr. Fate JSA, I think, is on the way. Um, hmm. That's really interesting. Oh, maybe like a Gotham City Sirens movie. I still, mm, I still yeah. think that's on the way. Yeah, he's definitely going to do something with Harley. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Gotham City Sirens. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully, Titans. Praying. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, with the bat teens, family. I'll even take Teen Titans. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, with a bat family being established, if you get any rock, any combination of Robins in there, you got at least two leaders of the Teen Titans in the universe already. Right. So it's right there. I think I think Titans would be a layup. You know, um, but yeah, those are the ones I think are coming. What about you guys? What about you, Rich? Uh, I think I think we'll get a Dead Man movie. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's something that's been circulating for. For a while behind the scenes, um, I definitely I want to see a, a Wonder Woman movie. Like the the Amazon show is definitely cool, but you know she's the only member of the Trinity who doesn't have a a, a movie announced with this slate. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I definitely want to see uh, you know regardless of whether it's Gal or not, um, you know I definitely want to see Wonder Woman on the big screen again. Um, something that I realized wasn't announced today or wasn't even touched on because they said things like um, Aquaman 3 still in, in the works. With, they always th- thought that would be a trilogy. We're not sure if that's still happening, but that's what Peter Safran said today. But so yeah, that wasn't touched on at all and it wasn't consent, like it wasn't labeled either in main DCU or else what story was Constantine. Um, uh, what do you guys yeah, think yeah. Constantine, like Keanu Reeves' Constantine, will fit in this universe? I think they're gonna Elseworlds it, man. Yeah, I really just think, I think it should be in this universe. I think that'd be cool, but I don't see Keanu wanting to play this character for like ten years down the line. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be one of the things he gets in and out, makes us, you know, basically sequel, and I'll let that be that. Yeah, I think Elseworlds is the way to go. I I really want like the classic, you know, dirty British John Constantine. Um, that I'm hoping you know will show up at the end of a, a Swamp Thing movie. Like I want the the hard R bastard, uh, <laughs> but uh, the Keanu one I think is like I, I enjoy that movie and I think getting a sequel to that is fun. But yeah, I definitely think that that's gonna fall under the Elseworlds uh, umbrella, which like I think is I think it's really cool that they're you know really committing to the Elseworlds thing because then I feel like you get to have you know these different takes on characters. And you know, filmmakers can basically you know do what do what they want with them uh, without being too tied to continuity or or tone. And it's also something that like Marvel doesn't have, yeah. uh, so it, it definitely like sets this universe apart. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, with everything we saw today, it's the products that are still coming out this year, things like Blue Beetle, things like The Flash. Um, we're going to see James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC Universe take greater shape. Um, and, I mean, at the very least, everybody, as everybody who has suffered through the Great Snyder Wars of 2015, <laughs> the, the Great Snyder Cut Battle of, of oh, 2020, so yeah, we, we lost a lot of people along the way, but we are finally <laughs> at a place where the DCU has a plan in place and somebody with the confidence and, and the ability to see it through. And God damn it, that's a win, and I'll take it, man. Absolutely. Um, Rich, we want to thank you for coming on at such short notice because yeah, appreciate you, Rich. <laughs> nobody else besides all the scoopers knew this was going to happen today and yesterday. Uh, tell yeah, the people where sure. they can find you, man. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Richard L. Newby. Uh, follow me there. I also have uh, a breakdown of all this news coming uh, later this week, too. Nice. All right, man. So, Rich. I am X the Exile. I am joined by 1070 Red the God. This is Black Variant Issue 139. Follow us at Black Variant RNC. Uh, Rate, subscribe to the Patreon. Or sorry, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the Black Variant RNC. Rate, subscribe to our, all the channels and podcast feeds. Um, anything to leave with the people before we get out of here for the week, man? Uh, yeah, man. Go watch some DC stuff, man. <laughs> That's what I'm leave with. Do some homework. Y'all gonna need it. We'll see you next week. Peace. Hold up, hold up. Before we get up out of here, we definitely want to hear about you guys and how you guys felt about this. So we're going to play a few, you know I mean, a few voice notes from our listeners. Shout out to J5. That's our brother. And shout out to Davis. That's our guy, man. So let's hear what you guys had to say about this whole thing. What's going on, X and Van? It's Justin. Reporting from the past, but you're listening to this in the future. So sorry I could not make it on the Black Variant this week. But I have some thoughts about the DCU slate announced by James Gunn this morning. I got to admit, I've been a little bit just kind of disconnected in general from superhero stuff because it's just so much stuff coming down the pipeline, not getting a lot from w- what I wanted from DC and really just only really liking one superhero movie in the past couple of years. And that's the Batman. I'm happy that we get the announcement that Reeves trilogy will not be touched and we're going to get the Batman on the schedule that I figured that we would get every three years. So you're going to get one in 2025 and potentially the final movie in 2028 if all things go well because everyone signed on to those deals such a long time ago. So that's exciting. I think the Elseworlds thing is, is, is very nice to put a distinction on where these movies will sit. I think it's a nice, simple thing to do. I think not other comp- you know, not a, a lot of other studios are doing that with their movies, but also allowing them to have director-driven uh, kind of movies for everything that they do. So that's really cool. And that was the biggest news that I thought. But um, I am glad that he's going... He's going weird. I mean, Swamp Thing is one of one of my uh, favorite comic book IPs and one of my favorite heroes or anti-heroes, if you will. And I, I'm interested to see what a movie would do in this climate. And I think he ha- he's going to have to build up a really big amount of goodwill with people to make that movie go over. So, like, Swamp Thing has to come out and he has to have a string of really good movies for, for people to want to come out and watch that. You know what I mean? Like, especially if he's saying it's going to be a horror movie, how is he going to pull that off PG-13 or, you know, or R for that matter? But I think the biggest heavy hitters that we're seeing now is the Superman movie and them just pretty much like redoing and, and kind of recutting and, and, and restarting with this this movie. I, I'm OK with it. I've never been a really big super uh, Superman fan. I'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested in James Gunn writing it. I'm not really interested in him directing it. I would really love to get him to get a either an established director to do it or get somebody young to do it. I, th- I think we need some young energy. I think at the time when Zack Snyder did it. He had a lot of people on his side, and then you know he he got a chance to take the character and run with it. I want to see somebody else do that as well. Um, another thing that they announced was the the Brave and the Bold, and I hope to God they do not keep that name. I think it's a, a goofy name for for <laughs> a movie. It's just a bad name for a movie. But I'm interested in seeing who the Batman's going to be, and and who um you know we're finally doing Damian Damian Wayne. I think it's about damn time. Damian Wayne has been around for what x like 20 years at this point. Like they, I feel like Batman movies are always stuck and. You know, not, as much as I love Reeves movies, like it's the same thing. They're stuck in the same type of arcs, the long Halloween-esque arc. They've been doing this for years. I would love to see them tackle the Court of Owls. I would love to see them tackle more of what Ra's al Ghul gets down with and, and stuff like that in um, the Brave and the Bold movie. So, like, again, I'm interested in that. Obviously, anything Batman I, I'm going to fuck with. But I'm, I'm trying to see how they're going to manage to juggle this 
knowing that the Flash movie has restarted this this whole timeline, but also knowing that Aquaman is still coming out in December and it's still going to be, for all intents and purposes, what we would have connected with the Snyder universe, right? So he said that they're still they they still count and they're still there and the actors are still open to reprise their characters. Hopefully not Zachary Levi's because he's a fucking anti-vaxxer. But I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with that. Like, I think what James Gunn is doing is very admirable because DC has needed this type of correction for a while. And I think one thing that has been really cool that he said, and I think a lot of people need to follow this as well because they don't really do this at all. Every actor will be and reprise their characters on screen, in animation, in video games, and elsewhere. Those are going to be some crazy contracts, but I think the synergy is what they want to do. I think the biggest key right now is that everyone is so confused as to who these characters are and what place they stand in in this universe. And now you get a hard line. We care about the stories. We care about where these characters go. Let's see if they can actually put that together. Like, I, I want to see them put that together. I want to see them really try and make this type of shit matter because it does matter on, on, on you know the long term of this. Like, that's why people get so connected with the MCU. These characters stick around for multiple movies and they don't get rebooted. So, this is their, what, third or fourth reboot? Um, we'll see what James Gunn does. I, I, I think, he's a, I think he's, a vi- like he's a visual director. I think he's got a lot of really cool ideas. They don't always congeal to me. That's why I'm like, I don't know about him directing all these movies. But um, on the TV side of things, I'm definitely in for Waller. I'm kind of bummed they're not going to be doing Peacemaker uh, Season 2 anytime soon. I'm down for Lanterns. Um, I'm, I'm really down and interested in seeing what they do with the, the Wonder Woman prequel and getting into the politics of that. Like people love those types of, you know, shows that have that type of look to it and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens with all of this. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be super optimistic. I'm going to be cautious. Uh, I'm going to be cautious with what they got and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So I look forward to being on the show to talk about this with you guys. And from what it looks like, where well, a lot of this stuff's gonna be coming in hot. You know, he said he wants to do two movies, two series a year, and start that's starting in like 2025. So we got a year off right next year, and then they're gonna start you know rolling in the production and doing a lot of that stuff the next year. So we'll see what happens. I look forward to talking about this stuff with you guys. It looks like we're gonna get a lot of news really fast from this, and uh, let's see what happens. So uh, for Justin, thank you guys for having me on the show and letting me send this into you from the past where you just talk to me from the future. Y'all had superpowers already, motherfucker. Like y'all, y'all got all the powers in the world. So we'll see. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you guys, and uh, talk to you soon. What's up, Davis? First time, long time. Most of this DCU shit, it's a hard fucking pass.